0: Life's never felt so expensive, and most people are cautious about spending. But IKEA's always been the smart choice for creating beautiful homes on a budget. Right now, IKEA family members can save even more with an extra 5% in-store on eligible purchases. Visit ikea-usa.com family for more details. Offer valid starting September 1st, 2022. Limited to qualifying purchases. Exclusion supply. Not valid on services. Discount applied in store only. Before tax, shipping, and handling. Cannot be combined with coupons. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike?
4: dedicated to letting you know that Travis and I will not be releasing a full-length episode for the next few weeks. Uh, Travis is going to be in and out of town. Uh, He's super busy, so uh, we're not going to be able to get together and uh, record a full-length episode. But um, in the meantime, what we're going to do is release uh, one of our very first recordings when we uh, decided to get this thing going about a year ago, um, an episode that we didn't end up uh, launching with. So we ended up covering Kings of Convenience uh, in episode seven uh, with their second studio album, Right on an Empty Street. But uh, we were originally going to cover their very first album, Quiet is the New Loud, uh, but we ended up ditching that episode and then, uh, uh, you know, we ended up putting together, uh, the episode for ride on an empty street instead. So again, this is one of our very first episodes. So we're pulling from the archives, my friends. Um, this one, uh, again, covers their very first studio album. It's called quiet is the new loud. And we recorded this over a year ago, um, so it's going to be a little bit different, the uh, format and all that, because we kind of fine-tuned and changed some things over, over time uh, before we launched the podcast. So it's going to be a little bit different, but uh, I thought it'd be cool to just share that with you in the meantime uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm also going to just kind of jump on on here from, from time to time and release some bonus sidetrack episodes where I'm just going to... Uh, cover some some music that I've been into lately. Uh, just do it by myself while Travis is gone. Uh, just give you something else to listen to in the meantime. I think uh, the first or second week of October we will be back to our regular schedule. So don't give up on us yet. Uh, apologies for not releasing anything this past Sunday. Uh, I'm going to throw this episode up real quick and then I'm going to put together a quick sidetrack for y'all to listen to as well i might i might put that up either tonight or tomorrow uh so we'll continue to have have content for you in the meantime um again thank you so much as always for listening and hey jump back and listen to some of our older episodes we have a whopping shit i think like 41 episodes up now uh since we first started including the the sidetracks um yeah, so we got a lot of content for you to listen to. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this announcement. Um, and again, this is going to be—we're uh, going to pull from our from our demos, and uh, we're going to release this this King's of Convenience episode for you. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it is going to be kind of repetitive. If you did actually listen to episode seven on Riot on an Empty Street, um, since we did kind of roll with that one, and treated it as though we had never covered Kings of Convenience before. We're going to kind of go into their history again. Um, but again, this is just a whole a whole other episode, a whole other album that we hadn't covered before. I thought it'd be cool to share it with you. Uh, so this is our take on Kings of Convenience's very first album, Quiet is the New Loud. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the second episode of No Filler, a music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on some of our favorite records. In each episode, we'll dive into a little history of the artist and the album of choice, with snippets from interviews and concerts, as well as music from the album itself. My name is Quentin, and with me is my brother Travis, and what are we getting into today?
1: So last week we talked about Antidotes by Foles, which is a dance punk math rock album, among other things. So this week we thought we'd do a 180 and talk about the debut album by Norwegian folk pop duo Kings of Convenience. The name of the album is Quiet is the New Loud. So Q, let's talk about the a little bit of the background of who these guys are and what they do
4: yeah so for starters, I'll just go ahead and say this right now. One of my favorite bands uh always and forever um they will always be in my top five. I think Travis, you could probably say the same, right
1: uh, yep, I second that for sure,
4: yeah, absolutely. Everything about these guys um so they're they're a, a duo, like we said they're they're from Norway. We've got Erland Oya and Eric or Irik Bo. Um, They were both born in 1975, and they actually go way back. Uh, They met at age 10. Um, They met at a geography contest that was put together by their schools. They went to different schools, but they met at this geography contest. And they actually, I think Erland won first place for his ability to draw a world map. (laughs) From memory or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, let's jump to age 16. Uh, They met up again in, I think think they're saying junior high. It might be a little bit different in Norway. Um, Actually, I've got a clip here. I'll go ahead and just let Erland and Eric just kind of fill us in on on, uh, when they met up again and when they started playing music together. Yeah. so here's a clip from KCRW's Morning Becomes Eclectic It's a radio station based out of Santa Monica, California. And this was an interview that came out back in May of 2005.
0: So, so when you when you say you first met when you were 10 years old, when did you uh, when did you first start making music together and, and how did that come about?
5: Remember, we, we were sixteen. We were both in the same class in uh, what you call college, high school. I don't know what you call it. Junior high school. And we—I had just bought a guitar, and Erlen had just bought a guitar, and uh, that was a reason for us to start hanging out together. It was like, "Hey, weren't you that guy from that geography contest?" <laughs> yeah, that was me. What do you do now? I play guitar. Oh, I just bought a guitar too. Let's meet. And then we started making. Not so sweet music in the beginning, it took some time bec- before it became sweet, but I mean, um, it was it was basically the same thing as we 're doing now two guitars and uh, well I, I actually didn 't sing yeah, I did sing at first, but then I kind of left uh, you got self conscious yeah and I, I let Erlen do the singing for a few years and then i mean we 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 started a rock band and uh, and Erlen was the lead singer of the rock band. And then a few years later, I discovered that, hey, I can also sing. And uh, that's when we started our harmonizing.
4: That's pretty crazy to me that Eric was shy and didn't realize that he had such a great voice.
1: Well, like, their harmonizing the is is what makes them so great, is there, how well yeah. their voices, like, work with each other, you know?
4: Yeah. Like, perfect
1: um, harmony, in my opinion.
4: Well, and same. I mean, I, I think that Eric has. B- between the two of them, I think. I, I like Eric's voice better. It's a little bit. It's um, slightly. It's deeper. Yeah, it's a little deeper. So they mentioned. They mentioned that they weren't doing. Pretty songs. Or sweet. They first, like he said sweet songs. Or sorry. sweet songs. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder if he means like. If he literally means like sweet as in like love songs. Or does he just mean
4: like. I think he means sweet as in like folky acoustic stuff. Because, so they mentioned that they formed a rock band. Um, They had a band called Skog, and they had a couple more members in the band. And like Eric was saying, Erland was the lead singer. Um, There's a really cool fan page, like a Kings of Convenience fan page um, that we'll link to on our website. Uh, that has a lot of cool, uh, like links to interviews, and and um, it's got um, like a pretty long list of of the concerts that they've done over the years. But it has the entire EP that they released as the band Scog in '96 called Tom Tid's Tale, uh, and you can just download the MP3s from that EP right off of that website and give it a listen if you'd like. Um, it's it is a little heavier, I guess. It's it's more rock and roll. Um, you know, there's some distortion on the guitar and everything, but it's still I mean, there's harmonizing on there. I'm surprised that it's not Eric that's harmonizing with Erland. I guess Ireland's just harmonizing with himself or something. I don't know. Didn't they just come out
1: with a new record?
4: No, it's not Skog, it's it's another band. I forgot what, what they go by, but Eric is and it, it's members from Skog. Um but okay.
1: The only reason I say that is because you remember, there's a there's a guy harmonizing and I bet you it's him who who harmonized uh, with Oh okay you know what
4: I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Um Commode. Commode is commode, the name of it. Yeah, yeah, good
1: call. Commode, so, yeah.
4: Yeah, those are with members from Skog.
1: And what's you know what's funny about and this is a tangent, but I listened to the, the newest commode and it sounds an awful lot like Quietest Boy Alive. Have you so heard too. any of it? So I don't know it's kind of weird that like they're both of their side projects kind of go into this like disco disco, pop.
4: yeah. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know Whitest Boy Alive is a side project that Ireland uh was a part of for a little bit. Um and yeah, it's it's like this disco uh disco pop kind of music. It's really good. Um yeah it is I, I think it's funny too that when erland and eric are apart from each other doing separate separate projects they still it's like they're doing the same thing just apart
1: like they might <laughs> as well just make a kings of convenience like a disco album you know what i mean
4: right yeah they should get together and do that
1: if you think about it like some of the tracks are like that like uh, i'd rather dance with you is pretty Disco y, you know, so it's
4: really disco y, but yeah, either but way, I think I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves here, yeah, we are. Um, yeah, so and that's just because we're huge fans of these guys, yeah, um, it's easy to, to go
1: down so- side roads, you know,
4: yeah, yeah. So late 90s, they formed this band, scog they released one EP, Tom still um, nothing really came from that, uh, and then a few years later, they just decided, hey. Let's just make music together. Um and they went with the name Kings of Convenience because they thought, Oh, we're just two we're just two guys with acoustic guitars. Um we're we're the kings of convenience. You know, like we can go anywhere and make music together. And boy do they ever <laughs> <laughs> Well Seriously, I think though. It's,
1: no, I think it's funny that Well, what I want to know is this and we may never know the answer, Q. But when Eric discovered that he could sing, I wonder, and, and then they discovered, hey, we could harmonize. I wonder if that was like the origin for like, hey, maybe we could do songs that sound sort of like Simon and Garfunkel, you know? Yeah. Like I want, cause you, you well, really can't do Kings of Convenience without the harmonizing. So I wonder if like, no. maybe that was like, hey, let's start. I'm just curious about that and we'll probably never know. But, but there's a cool quote from, I'm not sure what the article is. But uh, it's in your original notes that you put together for the show. When are
4: you talking about notes? Our original brainstorm. This is all right off the top of my head, brother. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> the, brainstorm, the, the brainstorm notes that we had for this episode. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I yeah. don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, well, either way. Here's a quote <laughs> from Ireland. <laughs> uh, it says here, The reason I made this music was because I always wanted to hear more of it. It's the music that makes me feel very peaceful and speaks to me more than other music. So he's referring to the type of music that him and Eric make.
4: Yeah, and he he says, um, you know, with the band Skog, he was getting sick of all the songs going from quiet to loud. And he started wondering if they could go from quiet to even quieter, where the quieter bit... Is the most intense bit of the song. That's awesome, in my opinion. Like, to think that way about writing music. And which is. So, hence the title of the album that we're talking about this week Quiet is the New Loud.
1: I don't know if intense is the right word to use because I would never describe any part of a Kings of Convenience song as intense, but I guess he means like the most
4: you interesting saying, like, part the, of the, the song. In, like, the entirety of the song is quiet. So, there's no right. part that gets really it just louder. stays the it's same like, that's the whole point
1: yeah and didn't that kind of become a new mantra almost for
4: kind of around that time yeah. There was quiet like a is new the wave. new loud.
1: the new wave like folky kind of stuff yep. I guess
4: yeah so my picks for this week um, it's two songs but in reality it's really parts one and two of the same song so uh, I'm going with track three which is uh, called Singing Softly To Me. And then I'm, I'm going with track seven as well, The Girl From Back Then. Um, but if you look at the liner notes, these are actually track uh, parts one and two of the same song. So they split up uh, the different parts of the song on two sides of the record. Um, but if you li- listen to them back to back, uh, it's quite obvious that it's two parts of the same song and I'm going to play a clip. So what I'm going to do for this song or these songs, um, I'm going to play a live version of part one singing softly to me. Um, one thing about King's convenience, they're just unbelievable live. We haven't had a chance to see them live yet because they've regularly come to America. Um, but it's just something, something special about them. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see them live, I highly recommend it. Um, at the very least, watch a few of their uh, concerts on YouTube. So here's, so I found a really great clip uh, from 2000. So this is from March of 2000. So this was actually before this album was released. Um, it's from a music festival uh, in Europe called Crossing. The it's called Crossing Border Music Festival, and this is a clip. Uh, so we've got Ireland who's kind of explaining um, the meaning behind the song Singing Softly to Me. Um, and then what I'm going to do is have it fade into um, their girl from back then, the actual recording from the album. So I've got a live recording of Singing Softly to Me, and it fades into the actual track of the girl from back then from the album so I'll just go ahead and play it
5: the next song we're going to play is called singing softly to me it's a song about realizing that the girl you were together with when you were 16 years old realizing that she was actually the love of your life 8 years later
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's
5: called singing softly to me.
2: Much better when They're not a part of your close surroundings My words in a letter Amplified by the distance Possibilities and sweeter dreams puzzle with pieces missing I want a story that could be told Only the fishing part of fishing Right again? <coughs>
5: We're rolling. Yes, we are on the target.
2: ¡Gracias!
4: song, right?
1: Well, it's just amazing to hear like the live song. Mm-hmm. And then you like you did well you, you blended it into the actual the next track, yeah. the actual track from Yeah. Cuz like you I mean really, if you played um if you played the the album version of the live track that you played, mm-hmm. I bet you you couldn't tell the difference cuz they're no. So spot on. And because I mean, let's be honest, it's just you know, it's they're the kings of convenience. That's probably how they recorded the album, you know, just them with their guitars and a microphone. Yeah. It's just simple, simple music, you know?
4: Yeah. Simple music. It's just, it's just two dudes with their two acoustic guitars. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned if you get a chance to see them live, do it. I haven't myself, but the thing that, that I love so much about these two guys you know, just based on concert footage that I've seen online, they don't take themselves seriously. And that's what I love about them. If you watch their their concerts, almost, in between every song, it seems like, they they goof off and, you know, make each other laugh and make the audience laugh. And uh, for, for the kind of music that they play, they don't, they just don't take themselves seriously. And it's just what I love about them. They don't try to be anyone else you know they're just they're two close close friends that love making music together and they love sharing it with other people and they like pe- making people laugh i just love them well
1: Erlen seems like one of the most easygoing dudes in, oh, in yeah. the, the music viz <laughs> man especially when you watch yeah. like the uh i'd rather dance with you music video oh yeah. like his dance moves are legendary
4: well and the fact that he his side project is a band called The Whitest Boy Alive.
1: Referring to, obviously, referring to himself.
4: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: obviously. Because, I mean, if you look at a picture of him, that yeah, might be... He is that The might, Whitest Boy Alive. It's true. Yeah, it's absolutely true.
4: Yeah. So, let's... I want to talk about the lyrics a little bit with this song. Um, singing Softly to Me. I, I love the, the bit about, you know, I want... Uh, I want a story that couldn't be told. I want a mystery that couldn't be solved. Um, I want a puzzle with n- pieces missing. It's like he's saying, "Okay, so I just found out now that this girl that I knew back when I was sixteen—you um, know—I—I I meet her again later on in my life, and I find out that we had something special back then. Neither of us really realized it. We're actually the love." you know, she's the love of my life. I wish that I could have that. So the only way to have that is to have a story that couldn't be told puzzle with pieces missing, you know, like it's it's impossible, man. I wish I'd known that. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, later on in the song, it says, um, I didn't know. What, what does he say? I didn't know you then. Now did I girl? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that that, that you thought this way about me back then. If I did, you know, I would have acted on it. It's just one of those, it's, just, it's a tragic love story. Really. It's like, man, if only I'd have known,
1: but is it one of those things that like, so, okay. So did he meet back up with the girl and then wrote the song or is he just reflecting back on it?
4: I don't know. It seems like in, in the girl from back then in part two. Um,
1: cause you know, it's easy to it, get like to romanticize like young yeah. love. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I don't know. Um, but either way, this, this whole album is just chock full of like, uh, what a shoulda coulda, you know, like a lot of yeah, love regret. stories that, that just didn't ever happen the way that they wished that it would. Um, like the song that we started the, the podcast with this week, toxic girl. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's a girl that just, that is just not in it for love. And, but, but, but they're, you know. He's writing about it in the perspective of someone that's just head over heels with this girl, but she's just—that's just not her style. She's not into love. She's just, you know, she's in it one day and gone the next. There's just a ton of songs on this album like that. Especially your pick for the week. Let's go ahead and play a clip of that real quick. Um, this is track eight. It's titled "Leaning Against the Wall."
1: Uh what I like about this one is it's kind of a it's kind of different. It's more kind of jazzy. It's got these obvious like samba guitar rhythms kind of uh
4: well, hang on a second. Did you say think- samba? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's samba, dude.
1: <laughs> well you know, we all we, you know, learn something every day. <laughs> I can always count on you to point out my mispronunciation of words. So, Samba Guitar Rhythms. Uh-huh. You're right. It is Samba.
4: It's, it's totally Samba. Uh,
1: you know why I know? Not now I know. Because I'm thinking about that song on um, the Gitson Gilberto album. There you go. Where he actually says Samba in the song. The reason I'm bringing that up, I was going to bring it up anyways, because, you know, that's, Gitson Gilberto is like probably my first exposure to s- Samba style of guitar yeah so yeah it's track number six so 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 dan so dan so samba that's what he says so yeah you're right it's samba um anyway that's what i like about the song what i really like about uh the song though is the lyrics it's way darker yeah i think it's super dark it may even be the same he might be talking about the same girl that that, that, that they're talking about and girl from back then
4: Let's just call it what it is, dude. This is an emo song. Sure. It's emo. It's,
1: it's emo, but I don't think, but to me, this isn't, this is just the human experience, man. So I'm going to read some of the lyrics. All right. So to me, what the song is, and this is my interpretation, I think it's pretty accurate. Sounds like it's, you know, this guy is bracing for some bad news, some heartache. Uh, perhaps his lover has. Just sort sort of fessed up to, you know, cheating, stepping out. The lyrics are: "Your eyes are cold. I know you'll tell me all. Not to fall. I lean against the wall. I'm on the floor, not listening anymore. I should have known the things to which you're prone." I love it.
4: Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it like tells you can, so much. You feel,
1: yeah, you can feel that that emotion, you can feel that it. impact. The fact he's that like, I, like, I like, when lean, he says, I "Lean against the wall."
4: Yeah, and and I like that he goes from that to saying, "I'm on the floor now, and I'm not even listening to you." Yeah. Anymore. So
1: this guy is—he's up against the wall. He's slowly kind of sliding down the wall. Now he's sitting down. Yeah. She's talking the whole time, probably.
4: Yeah. Apologizing. Yeah, and, trying and to explain so and it. then if you you know you listen to the to the song all the way through, you notice that they've got like a back and forth where. I think it's Irik that's that's singing the bulk of this song, and Erlen's the background vocals. Mm-hmm. But in the background, he says, "You cross your arms and tell no lies. A thousand thoughts run through my mind. A thousand words that I don't need. I never thought you could do this." It's so. Yeah. It's almost like he's he's. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's like it's like he knows. He he knew that this was coming. But then at the same time, he's trying to say that he, he never thought this would happen.
1: Yeah. Which, you know what? That's everybody, man. In, yeah. In every relationship. He, of course, You nobody ever goes into a relationship saying, well, this ain't going to end well for me. You know what I right. mean? Right. Exactly. Otherwise, why would you start it in, in the first place? You know what I mean? You're always yeah. like, everybody always assumes like, hey, man, these stories I've heard about this person it's not going to be the same for me
4: like, right, it's not going to be the same, same for me Person. this is going to be a, I mean, it might be a rom-com but it's going to end well
1: the first mistake that you make is assuming you can change somebody yeah
4: and I like how the um, how this song ends the same way that it begins your eyes are cold I know you'll tell me all not to fall I lean against the wall Yeah, it's great. It's it's a great great, great song. So let's play another clip from it. Kind of just where it faded out. Um, This part has a little bit more uh, of the lyrics that we were talking about earlier. I
2: should have known. the things A thousand thoughts to remember you're A thousand words that I don't need. I never thought you could.
1: Riff, you know, the guitar solo is really—I mean, it's all just so like—it's got the smooth samba rhythm throughout the whole thing, you know. It's really good, and you know, it's jazzy in you know a darker way. As far as like that kind of, this is where I I don't—I'm not going to sound very versed in music theory, but I'm just saying, jazz to me has naturally more of like a smoother, kind of darker vibe, more melancholy, I guess. Yeah. But um yeah, it's just it's great. And you know I mean
4: I think it's impressive that these two guys were just, you know, in their mid twenties when this album yeah, came out. Right.
1: Well, that's what I always think about when I when I think about Kirk Hammett from Metallica. He was nineteen when he was shredding those those licks on Kill 'em all, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. and that's always like, well shit. You know what was <laughs> I doing? What was I doing? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But um I, we were listening to Kings of Convenience, that's what we were doing.
4: Yeah. So that's our picks for the songs that you may have missed on Quiet as a New Loud.
1: So we're so um the outro song that we're gonna play Is we're going to try to pick a song that a band member or the group as a whole listed as an influence or a band that they were listening to at the time that they recorded or or uh wrote the album that we reviewed. So, this band this week that we're going to play it, play you out on is um the Red House Painters, is what they're called, and uh. Einrich. What's his name?
4: Irik. I mean, that's one way to pronounce it. Uh, we were saying Eric earlier, but um, yeah, Irik is another way to pronounce it. Doesn't really matter.
1: Somebody in the crowd uh, on this live concert video from 2005, so, you know, a few years after after Quiet is a New Loud, but they mentioned Red House Painter, and when you listen to them, you know, you can hear a little bit, a little bit of similarity, but it's just always, I, I, I'm always curious to know what bands do my favorite bands listen to, because it's like, well, if I love you, what do you love? You know what I mean? Cause most likely right. I'm going to love the same stuff that you love. So,
4: and yeah. And so the, and the song that we picked um, to play it's just one of their more popular songs and this song actually came out in 1993 which is crazy yeah um
1: so it's so a safe guys, bet that they were into that group before yeah. they started writing Well, oh, and movie. the
4: fact that that they both said this is our favorite band like both yeah of they us. said
1: that that's something that they one thing they agree on yeah and what's funny is that dude their last their last album came out in 2001 according to Spotify so
4: according to Spotify
1: sure but I'm just saying it's very likely that that they were listening to this up and sure yeah oh yeah so yeah the the song the name of the song is called katie song it's it might be might be their their most well-known song um, but to me it's got sort of a almost a shoegaze vibe but not I wouldn't call them a shoegaze band but it's got that kind of drone vibe but it's great it's like it's pretty it's pretty lengthy but we're only going to play a little bit of it but it's it's pretty good pretty solid track so I'm gonna have to dive in deeper to this group um, for sure yeah this is the, ol- this the, only yeah, the only song I listened to yeah is the only song I listen to theirs and I liked it enough to to keep going but this is how this is what I love about music you know there's always a rabbit hole that you can fall into
4: well you know it's funny too if you listen to the, to Red House Painters and then you go back and listen to Skog the band that that they mm, formed mm-hmm. together way back in the 90s y- you can hear the influence even more um, well, so you go. You, i'm sure they were listening to red house painters even back in the 90s yeah well that's um, that
1: that's what that's the bulk of their music is from the 90s so it makes sense
4: yep all right so we're just gonna let this play out and that's gonna that's gonna be it for this week's episode thanks so much for tuning in Quiet Laters on the minjay. Without
5: you, what does my life amount to? 92%
0: right nope it doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try peloton bikes tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial
3: by now you know that sound it's the sound of the home depot but what about those sounds